to the VIP Show Podcast. This is Jose Aristimuño, bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know the VIP Show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP Show with your host, Jose Aristimuño. Folks, I told you, you know, we got four months left in the year. Q4 is almost here. I told you I was going to bring the fire, and we were going to bring the best of the best from all around the world. Our next guest uh, fits that description. He's my great friend. He's an investor. He's an author. He's a tech speaker. He's a business acquisition expert. Uh, no one better for this than my great guy, Bjorn Hendricks. Bjorn, welcome to the show, baby. Hey, I appreciate that, Jose, man. Listen, it's it's a pleasure to be on here. I love what you're doing, and I'm I'm lo- I love being able to share what I do with everybody. Thank you, brother. I, and Bjorn, it's all the way. He, he's all he's all he's in Florida, folks. He's 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 in my backyard, as they say. So right. good old South Florida talent, man. Definitely. Before we get into business, we we talk about all the amazing things that you're doing. Uh, let, let's go back for a moment here, all the way back to your childhood. Who was Bjorn Hendricks, the little boy growing up? <laughs> so, you, you know, when people hear the name Bjorn, they're like, oh, Swedish guy. And then they see me. And they're like, wait a minute. This is not a Swedish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm actually Jamaican. On top of that, I grew oh, up. Oh, wow. So, were, you, were you born in Jamaica? Born in Jamaica, Mandeville. Oh, Jamaica. nice, uh, man. And then grew, you know, having a Swedish name in Jamaica and speaking a little bit of Mandarin Chinese while I was growing up because I was I learned it early. Uh, that was always like everybody's mind was blown. But um, I, I moved from Jamaica when I was around 10 to 12 uh, to Brooklyn, New York, uh, you know, grew up in New York as well uh, before I came to Florida as a, a, you know, for college and then pretty much stayed here. But I was just always that dreamer. I was the person who was like asking questions. You know, uh, there was this joke that they used to say. I, maybe they still say it's a stereotype to say Jamaicans have a lot of jobs, like real hard workers. Uh, <laughs> but, a lot of jobs. But it's, it's true. I uh-huh, used to uh-huh. have family and friends who had, you know, three or four or five jobs at the same time. But mm-hmm. yet they were still living check to check, still broke. So when they wow. were, t- you know. Oh yeah, you got to work hard in order to, you know, uh, achieve what you want. And I say, but everybody's working so hard and everybody's still complaining that they haven't achieved. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was asking questions from then and that led into, you know, how where I'm at right now. Wow, man, that, that's amazing. And by the way, I've been to Jamaica um a few times and Bjorn did not pay me to say this, but I love Jamaica. I love the hey. Jamaican people. <laughs> I love me some some um uh uh, what do you call it? Jerk chicken. I love me some jerk chicken. Um, I've been to Montego Bay uh, a okay. couple of times. Um, I have yet to visit Negril. Uh, I've been to Ocho's Rio. So I've, I've been, I've been, I see the island, you know, quite a bit. Um, I, I have not, uh, I have yet to go to uh, the great Bob Marley's uh, house. I know people can go to the house and everything like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. But Jamaica's great, man. Jamaica's a beautiful, beautiful country. A lot of natural vegetation so folks that you if you like the island life but you like sort of like a little bit of jungle and stuff i think jamaica is is the place man Thank uh, you. <laughs> very cool you know and i'll say something too you know and, and folks that listen to the vip show some of them know that i'm originally from venezuela so i i'm a big believer in the immigrant mentality um i, I really do think that immigrants man we are the hardest workers we work hard we don't take anything for granted we understand that america 
has given us uh, so many opportunities and, and, and you just got to hustle. You got to grind. Um, great story, man. So tell me, tell me, tell, tell me a little bit about the, the business acquisition stuff and the investor stuff that you got going on. Do you invest in South Florida? Where do you invest? So I started investing everywhere. And okay. then more so in the last two years, I was like, why am I going all these other states? I should try to conquer where I'm at. So that's right. That's right. That's right. Down in South Florida more now. However, so I worked in corporate America uh, for about 15 years. I worked at Microsoft. I worked at uh, Accenture, which is one of the top global consulting mm -hmm, firms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I, I was the uh, IT strategy management consultant. So they would send me, Microsoft, Accenture would send me into other Fortune 500 companies to say, how can we grow the company? How can we scale it? Usually mm -hmm. with process systems and people. But then what was happening is the large companies, the way that they scale is that they acquire other ones and roll it into theirs. And now they're a bigger sure. uh, overall. So I was working on the merger side of that because they were acquiring businesses and they were like, oh, well, you're the process specialist. So you're going to come in and help us to make the merger more seamless, okay. right? And that's where I got my initial exposure to it. But when I left Microsoft, I started out in e-commerce after that. It was about eight years ago, nine years ago. And okay. um, I started in e-commerce and I built with process systems and people. I built two brands that were kind of automated running on their own. Okay. So an investor came and bought it from me. Wow. I did that. I was like, well, if... I could sell one. I might as well buy some too. That's I, right. That's right. And, and, you know, most people, when they hear about buying a business, they're like, uh, well, I don't got the money for that. But sure. if, it's the same thing as if you were to buy a house, you go to the bank and you get the funding, right? Well, they, mm -hmm. you go to acquire a business, you go to the bank and you get an SBA 7A loan. And then mm -hmm. they'll help you to do the acquisition. And now you have a head start in business. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, why start a business from scratch when you can acquire one that already has process it already has employees in it for years already has cash flow the day you walk in money's coming mm -hmm. in it's building it from mm -hmm. scratch trying to figure out how to make money it has the whole playbook it has customers it has history everything so that became my passion i was able to acquire businesses multiple businesses multi-million dollar businesses and some of them i was able to acquire with absolutely no money coming out of my pocket because of how i structured the deal in something called a leveraged buyout. Wow. Before we get into, into the leveraged buyout, um, what are some <laughs> excuse me, what are some businesses beyond that people that people can buy, right? What type of industries? And where can they find them? I mean, do, do they just kind of gotta be like, oh, I like this business, I want to try and buy it, or is there a website that people go on just like they want to acquire this? Multiple websites, that's a starting point. Uh, uh Biz buy sell b i z b u y s e l l. That's a starting point, but I promise you, I have a spreadsheet with about a thousand different. Wow. Like it? I'm not exaggerating. Actually, I'll be specific. There's 870 on that. Wow. And a, an additional 200 LinkedIn and Facebook groups for off-market deals because those sites are online broker sites. So somebody listed it with a broker, etc. But if you're in these other groups where people are talking about selling and mergers and acquisitions, now you find deals that haven't even made it to the public listings yet. So you're you're winning, right? So there's are, tons of ways. Okay. Are there are there business and I and I'm wondering here, and maybe asking some questions for some of the folks that are listening that might have similar questions. And is this 
do some of the the reasons why people sell some of them maybe it's an exit exit strategy where they they they've you know they've made a bunch of money they want to sell it for a couple of million or some of them maybe they are uh, business in, in, in distress. I mean, their businesses were hurting. That you might get a bargain out of it. I mean, are are different scenarios for the reasons why you sell? Definitely different scenarios. I don't go for distressed businesses. I do have some students that do because I also teach how to do this. I have a okay. whole community of investors, but mm-hmm. I I don't go for distressed businesses because I'm. It's like a startup again. Yes, you could get it for mm-hmm. pennies on the dollar, but now you got to build it back up. Mm-hmm. I want to walk mm-hmm. in and cash is there. Cash flow is there not just cash stagnant cash but sure. cash continuously coming uh-huh, in before uh-huh. i even need to do anything at all right so i prefer that now the reason why people sell first of all there's a ton of motivated sellers but my favorite motivated seller where i only focus on are baby boomers who are retiring and they have mm. nothing to do, they have no successors now mm. you you know us being from you know, the Caribbean and the Latin America culture. Sure. I think you might know what a, a China cabinet is. Yeah, of course. Know. Of course. You do? Yeah. Okay. So growing up, I had a China cabinet. My mom had it and, you know, it was always sat right behind me at the dining table and it sure. would have like China, the plates and it was just there for show. And yeah. my mom used to say to me, she was like, oh, when I'm gone, that's going to be yours. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't want it. Thanks, but I don't want it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's happening to the baby boomers right now. They all have these businesses. And you're like, oh, I'm going to pass it to my kids. And this generation of kids, they're like, I just want to be a TikTok star. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to take over that business. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So now the baby boomers are like, wow, what am I going to do? My, I've been, you know, it's time for me to retire. All baby boomers, there's over 13 million of them that have businesses in America. And all of them are retiring this decade. So these next few years, the largest wealth transfer in history is happening because all of them have, they control most of the wealth in the world. Sure. Have no one to pass it on to. And most people don't even know that you can buy a business, much less how to buy one. So what's going to end up happening? They were going to shut down their business if they mm-hmm. can't find a buyer. So that's why I swoop in and I'm I'm taking part of this wealth transfer and everybody could do it. Do you have a favorite, you have a favorite industry? Like Jose, like, I don't know, laundry mods are like really in or like, I don't know. Grocery stores. I mean, whatever the case may be, do you have a favorite? So I like uh, what I would call boring businesses, things that, you know, if I was on the street and I uh, saw a beautiful woman I'm, and I walk up to her, I'm not going to be like, hey, I got a pest control company. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd be impressed by that. But sure. why not? Because that pest control company is always making money. Even when COVID hit and, you know, everything shut down, mm-hmm. I still had the pest control people coming, spraying outside. Sure, sure. And the, the apartment buildings and the, the the commercial real estate, they still had them coming. Right? Sure. So I like those boring businesses that are not just recession proof, because that means you survive a recession, sure. but they're, they're recession profitable. They thrive mm-hmm. in the recession. Mm-hmm. They still make money. Right. So there's going to be, yeah, I have, I've acquired in laundromats. I've acquired in car washes. I've acquired pest control. I've acquired tow truck companies. All of those. Think about it. I'm not going to work in those. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. all of the companies that I own equity in, I don't even work in them except for two, only two that I work in. And that's because I own hundred percent equity in those. And I built them from scratch. And I, for example, one of them is the one I teach in. So I had to create mm-hmm. that curriculum. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't, I'm not buying a job 
I'm buying cash flow. Uh-huh. So looking uh-huh. at any business where the numbers look good. And if you if someone feels that, yeah, but I don't know nothing about tow truck company, you don't need to know anything about the tow truck company. It has employees, it has um a playbook, it has it's been making money all along, and you're not gonna get out there and drive the trucks yourself. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't need to know about that industry and be an expert in the industry. You hire people. Wow. Wow. Folks, you, you're listening to the VIP show, man. The great B. Yorn, also known as, uh, also known as Bees, by the way, man. He's giving yeah. you all the fire, folks. He's giving you all the nuggets right here. You got to put this episode and repeat. I'm telling you, folks. Look, he, he said it. You're not buying a job. You are buying cash flow, folks. You're buying cash. It's a whole different game. It's a whole different game. You're not there. To, to do the laundry or to or to drive your truck. Nothing wrong by doing those things, by the way, but that's the whole, that's where you're acquiring a business. You probably have a whole nother business to run anyways, right? Exactly. So These are good extras to have, man. Amazing. <laughs> I, I I love it, man. Very, very cool. Tell me a little bit, um, Bees, about, about you, you have a program. You teach folks how to do this stuff. Where can people find this program and, and stuff like that? Sure. There two places. You could go to businessbuilderinstitute.com. For short, we call it the BBI, right? Business Builders Institute. Uh, You could also just go straight to my Instagram or LinkedIn or anything, but Instagram is where I'm most active on. It's businessbuilderbees, and that's B-E-E-Z. On there, you'll see more information about the types of things I do, plus the link right in my bio there that says, join the BBI now. Uh, but yeah, the Business Builders Institute, that's where it's not just a training program and teaching people. Yes, I do that. Yes, I created a curriculum for that on how to acquire businesses and how to establish wealth, create wealth. But it's also an investment club. We're literally learning and then investing together, going in together on things. And, you know, it, it, it's so funny. Our, our hashtag is I buy businesses. Uh, for the Latin yep. community, we say, yo compro negocios. And, uh-huh. you know, it's just resonating with people. It's like, wow, I never thought I could buy a business. I love it. I love Once it. I love it. you see how it changes your life. And the most mm-hmm. important thing I want to leave today for everyone is that it's the only investment strategy that you could reduce your risk as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You can never eliminate risk, but reduce it as much as possible. What do I mean by that? Well, when you go to acquire a business, they give you all the financials. They give you all of the information on the business for the last decade or however long it's been in existence. So you get to see exactly what's happening. You you get their tax returns. You get their profit and loss statements. You get all of this. So you get to do your financial due diligence, your legal due diligence, and your people due diligence in order to know what you're really getting yourself into. Wow. Wow. I love it. It's such... I believe it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a subject that's not people are not educated on it enough, and they don't know enough that it exists. And I think it's thanks to your programs, uh, be you, you know, you're, you're changing that, man. Uh, before I let you go, uh, people are going through some tough times. You know, the economy is not where it needs to be yet. Inflation still there; it's gone down quite a bit, but it's still there. You know, prices in the grocery store are still too high. Uh, people who are going through a rough time right now, and they say, "Man." Maybe I'm not made up. I'm not made for business. Maybe I'm not made to be entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, or whatever. What do you t- what do you say to those people? I'm sure you've been through some tough times in your life. What well, did you do to come out on top? Well, I always remember that there is an on top. There is an another side. 
right? Mm-hmm. So when things are and, and things go wrong for me now, don't don't yeah. think because yeah. I own tons of businesses and I got different streams of revenue that everything is always perfect. That's There's right. a lot of things that happen. Is a whole set of different mm-hmm. set of problems. That's right. But I always remember, yeah, I just gotta you know I could sit here and cry for a month, or I could cry one night, let it out, and then tomorrow let me get action. Let me let me start taking steps to to correct the problem to come out on that other side. That's right. Now, you you, there are people who are not cut out to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. They just can't handle the stress or the responsibility of it's all on you. It's Mm. or you know die. (laughs) Sure, sure. Get rich or die trying. You know, fifty. There we go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So. If you feel you have to be honest with yourself about that, right? Sure. And there's people who love their nine to five. They they went to school for their career and they don't plan on leaving their career. Sure. Nothing wrong with that too. But if you're gonna do that, make sure you have multiple streams of revenue. Make mm. sure that you you know you're still in your nine to five, but you go acquire some real estate. You're still in your nine to five, but hey, you know what? I could get that tow truck company and I don't have to work in it and it can operate without me. And that's gonna be another stream of revenue. That's right. That's make right. Sure, you're in your nine to five and you're like, hey, let me invest in the stock market and just focus on the index funds or the S you know, the S and P 500, because that's more stable and long-term plan have multiple streams of revenue always, always. because if you have only one it's too close to zero. And if mm. something happens that they pull that rug underneath from underneath you, and you don't even know how to make money after that on your own, you're going to be in a, in a terrible situation. So start from now, learn other ways of creating mm-hmm. revenue have multiple streams and definitely consider acquiring businesses as one of them. Boom. You heard it right here, man, on the VIP show. Be you and Hendricks, man, telling you everything you need to know about acquiring a business. Now's the time to get it done. Four months left in 2023. Listen to Bjorn. Go to his Instagram. Go to his website. Learn. Go to his programs and, and, and get this done. Brother, thank you so much, man. I, I am I am grateful uh, for your time, brother. This is big. All the way from Florida, man, South Florida, man, representing. I, I appreciate you, man. Uh, stay in touch. And thank you so much for being on the show. Same here, my brother. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, brother.